Next on BYU Sports Nation, spectacular performance times two for BYU basketball. Eli Bryan and Yoli Childs, the best duo since Jimmer and Jackson? Mark Duran is half of a radio dynamic duo. Where does he rank Childs and Bryan, and what will it take to beat Gonzaga Saturday? Plus, Elijah Bryant does something Jimmer Fredette never did. Fred Warner shows out for NFL scouts, and Kyle Collinsworth shines in Dallas again. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Monday, back to work. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, January 29th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, as always, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who just wants to rolly, rolly, rolly with a diamond wrench, Jerem Jordan. It was a great halftime show, man. Ao and Taylor were awesome with Cosmo and the Cougarettes. That was as good a halftime show as I've seen since the old ladies doing the splits, man. What's their name again? I have no idea. Yeah. But I know what group you're talking Them. about. Every, you know what I'm talking about. It, it was fantastic. Well done. Somebody will tweet that in and inform us of the official name of the dancing grannies that can Works do for the me. splits. The goal, is it the Golden Girls? I don't know. <laughs> Ao and Teo, they lived up to the hype, man. It was a really, really nice job by BYU Athletic Marketing to... There was kinda, so much energy kinda, for a Pacific uh, yes, game. It to was make great. that all happen, it was packed. The Rock showed up like 30 minutes before the game. It was packed like BYU was playing Gonzaga or something. There are certain performers that when they dance, it makes me think, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could dance like that. I had several of those moments watching those guys that night. Like, I want to be able to do that, and I'll never be able to do that. Not with that attitude, you won't. Are you saying that? We should take the Ao and Teo dance class. I'm not taking that with you, no. Oh, come on, Jerem. Go by. You know it's got Y awards. You know it's got Y awards written all over it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not paid enough to take that dance class. <laughs> Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU basketball roly rollied to a win over Pacific, avenging their earlier loss against the Tigers. Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant combined for 54 points in an 80-65 victory, including this emphatic two from Childs. Cannon. Yoli! Holy Yoli! You know, it's a good night when Dave McCann drops a holy Yoli. BYU now 18-5 and on the season. The Cougars will play at LMU this Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Mountain, and then Gonzaga on Saturday. In Spokane, man. In Spokane, where BYU wins every year, it seems like. Fred Warner had six tackles in the Senior Bowl, second most on the North team, in a 45-16 loss to the South, unlike the Civil War. The NFL Combine is March 2nd through the 5th. Yeah, well done by Fred. Uh, Hearing nothing but good news from his performance at the Senior Bowl. Jimmer Fredette scored 41 points and had his CBA career high, 13 assists. Why is he passing so much? In a loss to the Jiangsu Nanging Dragons. The loss drops Shanghai to 16-16 and 16 on the season. They're on the playoff bubble, Jerem. I'm really bothered by that amount of assists. He needs to shoot more. 
Kyle Collinsworth had seven points, made all three shots he took in a 91-89 loss for the Mavs versus the Nuggets Saturday. Collinsworth had five rebounds, a plus-minus of 16. Plus 16, pretty good. That was the highest on the team in the game. There you go. But it wasn't high enough. Collinsworth and the Mavs host the Miami Heat tonight in those pink Miami Vice-like jerseys. I'll be interested to see what the Mavericks decide to do with Kyle Collinsworth after the second 10-day contract because he has been efficient. And then some. And good for Kyle. Good for him to uh, stick it out. Absolutely. And make it happen in the NBA. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The new dynamic duo. Pause. Eli, another three. Got it again. TJ still can't find it tonight. Yoli! Yoli! What a pass from Hardnett! 19 for Yoli Childs! Let's step back for a moment and appreciate what is happening with BYU basketball right now. Specifically with Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs. First of all, they're both underclassmen. And secondly, they just combined for 54 points in a much-needed bounce-back win for BYU over a really competitive Pacific team. They average 35 points a game together, roughly, and around 15 rebounds. They've got the Cougars dreaming about bigger things, whether that's this season or in the future. I'll leave that up to you to decide. But we would like you to think about today's big Twitter question. Who's the greatest BYU dynamic duo since Jimmer Fredette and Jackson Emery? So like the last seven years when BYU's been independent and in the West Coast Conference. Use the hashtag BYUSN at Kiwi Jackman. May I just say my vote would be for Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan? Hashtag looking for a job. Hashtag no seriously. <laughs> Thank you for wow. that. <laughs> Did you hand an apple to your elementary school teacher on the first day of school as well? Brownie points for at Kiwi Jackman. Thank you, but we're looking for actual athletes here. Speak for yourself. At Cubby Blue 74. Football with Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. It's not close. That's my answer. Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams were an NFL backfield. Yet BYU's offense stunk their senior. Ah, this game. Taysom Hill, the greatest athlete BYU's ever put out at quarterback. The greatest quarterback slash punt special teams guy ever in NFL history. Mm. Jamal Williams, the all-time leading rusher, fourth-round draft pick. That was quite the duo, man. Like, post-Jimmer, that is the duo. Those guys were amazing. I would have loved to have seen what a healthy Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams all the way through could have done as juniors or seniors. We never got to see that. I mean, well, we we did in 2016. They went 9-4. and four. Taysom Hill goes out at the end of the uh, 12th game in the regular season. Unfortunately, I think uh, implementing a new offense uh, – was a was a pullback on their abilities. If BYU runs the spread option or something, mm, 10, 11, plus win. Eli Childs and Yoli Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, is that you? <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> We've just decided to call them Yoli Bryant. Yoli Bryant. Yoli Bryant has inspired all of this, Jerem. Okay? The best dynamic duo since Jimmer and Jackson. We are talking about that because of what those two have been doing consistently all year long. It's not just the game against Pacific. I mean, Elijah, oh, that was a good one. Elijah Bryant goes for 28 points on nine field goal attempts and nine free throw attempts 
which has never been done in BYU basketball history. You take nine shots, Elijah Bryant, and score 28 points? Incredible. Holy cow. You know, that's a holy Yoli. And I tweeted about that stat line, and Yoli Childs quoted my tweet and said, what he's been doing all season has been unbelievable. He's just part of the dynamic duo. No Nick Emery, no Eric Mika, and these two have blossomed. So it's got us thinking. What is the greatest BYU dynamic duo since Jimmer Fredette and Jackson Emery? There are some things to this, okay? If you want to be the best, because right now, Elijah Bryant and Yoli Child, yes, they have been special, but it's all kind of like, well, it depends on what happens, right? Right. They, they, they haven't done anything with the team that's mattered yet. It depends yet, on what happens. Right? When we say things that matter, we're talking about you got to win titles to go to the NCAA tournament. Conference yeah, yeah. championships, conference tournament championships, getting back to the NCAA tournament. Like, sure. Those are the things that really cement a legacy, are they not? Okay, so with Peter those Gonzaga two. was awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that was amazing. I, I wouldn't pin that on those two more than I would, you know, Mika and TJ Haas in and, and that game. But they're, they're good. So, but you're right. They have to do something. Something being – Win a conference title, reg or attorney, get back to the NCAA tournament. Just for fun, let's think about some previous dynamic duels in the basketball realm since yeah. Jimmer and Jackson. Hey, obviously, Tyler Haas and Kyle Collinsworth are at the forefront of this conversation. Casey and Chase Fisher, you could put those two together. Tyler Haas is the all-time leading scorer in BYU basketball history. Mr. Consistency. Then there's Mr. Triple-Double, Kyle Collinsworth, who set the NCAA record for triple-doubles. And... They both played an NCAA tournament, but did not together get BYU past an opening round game. Yeah, BYU's beaten Iona, beat Iona in the first four, and that's BYU's one NCAA tournament win in the WCC era. Now, Kyle Collinsworth played with Jimmer Fredette as a freshman, but Tyler Haas was not on that team. Right. He was as a junior when they won in the NCAA tournament and then lost second round to Kansas State. I would, I would think the best basketball duo we've seen is uh, Tyler Haas and Kyle Collinsworth. Those guys got to the NCAA tournament, and that's pretty good. And what's happening is that Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs are challenging those two, in my opinion. Now, what's fun about this is if you do the math, Haas, 22.2 points a game, and Collinsworth with 13.8 the last year they played together. That equals exactly 36 points. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. They're exactly 36 right now, <laughs> Elijah and Yoli. So, but, but what those two did was they, went, they took second in the league. They went to the championship game. They got an at-large a couple of times. That, that, that's uh, about as good as it gets in the WCC. Take second, get to Tuesday night. That's as good as it gets now, in the league Now, for those right now. arguing for Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs that, hey, they, they're right there. If they can do something, it, yeah. if they can do something that BYU has never done in the West Coast Conference, which is win a championship of any sort, I don't care whether it's the regular season, a share of the regular season, uh, a Vegas tournament championship, now we're talking about cementing a legacy because it's never been done. Well, let's talk about this then, um, because that does matter. For some reason, we, that matters in hoops. But in football, there's no conference or whatever. Like, what did Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams do on the field? They never won 10 games. They were never uh, finished the season ranked in the top 25 or even in 
you know, uh, October, middle of October on. But what they did was just they, they had incredible athleticism, incredible play on the field. That 2014 season, they were on their way. Ne- Overcame significant, never- potentially career-ending injuries. Taysom yeah. Hill, multiple. It's because they're both in the NFL, and we're like, oh, yeah, they were really good, and it's been validated because they've, they've gone to the next level. Like, Elijah Bryant, um, to me, is going to make money playing ball. I don't think it's in the NBA, but I, he's going to make money. Yoli, uh, Yoli Childs, he's got a shot if he can shoot better from the outside at playing in the NBA. I'm not quite sure right now. It's early. He's a sophomore. He's halfway through a sophomore he's got, season. He's got some time. He's got to be able to shoot better if he's going to stick in the NBA. Not a lot of 6'8 guys in the NBA that can't shoot uh, you know, from three consistently. But it, it, like, if one of them or both of them was in the NBA right now, we'd be like, well, they compete. We just don't know yet. But at the moment, I would say they're challenging for – one of the best in the post-Jimmer era, for sure. And I think people will dub them as the best duo if they can do the things that haven't been done in West Coast Conference play, which is win a championship and advance in the NCAA tournament. I'm not talking so, about so just I, winning I, I a first four game. Right. Can you get to the round of 32? Well, beggars can't be choosers. We'd take the first four. Of course we would. I right now. Of course we would. I'm just and I don't saying, think like, that's they're... happening this year. I think next year is when it's like, okay, now you got to do something. Elijah Bryant's a senior. T.J. Haas is a junior. If Nick Emery's back, he's a redshirt junior. Uh, Yoli Child's junior. Maybe you have some depth. You bring in Gavin Baxter off a of mission, Connor Harding. Um, you, now you've got a little more depth. The talent level's raised a little bit. Now you're going. Now it's just because these two, I'm not sure that just these two can get BYU to the tourney. They need T.J. Haas to be there. And in my N1 picks – I got a little beef with TJ because he cost me one. <laughs> That's coming up. He's just getting you back, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> For the Wire Awards? Yes. I'm with you. Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, to me. Petty much? That was last April. Are the dynamic duo of the post-Jimmer Fredette era, right? Which is Independence, West Coast Conference play. Yeah. However, if I could However. Give it, if I could give it to coaches. Because this is my off-the-radar pick. dynamic duo of coaches? The Olmsteads. Oh, yeah. Sean and Heather. Well, how about the Collinsworths? Shea and Kyle. Also really, 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 really good, right? Yeah. Awesome. That's Both what's pros? funny about this conversation. Now? It doesn't have to be just basketball or football. Like, there, there are some about, fabulous about, dynamic duos. How about Cosmo and the Cougarettes? Off the Saturday board. night, they won. That's yeah. Awesome, man. Jeez. Winning. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter, hashtag BYUSN, and join us. Tweet in your responses. Who is the greatest BYU dynamic duo since Jimmer Fredette and Jackson Emery? Coming up, our and one picks, the gap widens. Speaking of TJ Haas. And next, he's one half of the radio dynamic duo that calls BYU basketball on BYU Radio. Mark Durant joins us. He's got some interesting thoughts about Elijah Bryant. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The Monday conversation happening right now on Twitter. All you have to do is follow at BYU Sports Nation, pushing 22,000 strong of you. Hashtag BYUSN. Let's get it trending. Tomorrow night, hashtag Rose Show is on BYU TV. BYU Basketball Dave Rose featuring graduate assistant, and one of the best players in BYU history, Lee Kamard, will join us. Lee Kamard and... Be salty. 
Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think of who would be the dynamic duo with Lee because there were several really good players in his era. Oh, yeah. You go with uh, Trent Playstead or... Keena Young. Keena Young was awesome. There were some tremendous players. Who is the greatest BYU dynamic duo since Jimmer Fredette and Jackson Emery at YFangirl underscore JB? Peyton Dastrup and whoever he's sitting next to. Now, is that, um, you know, a girl after the game or is that his teammates during the game? <laughs> Payton's got game on and off the court, apparently. <laughs> That's the word. Oh, yeah, we need our TMZ insider for that. Yeah. Joining us now is uh, TMZ training or TMZ insider uh, trainee, perhaps, and BYU basketball alumnus, the radio analyst for the Cougars on BYU Radio, Mark Durant, a man who said the following on Saturday night. Elijah was almost perfect. I mean, he almost got translated tonight, Greg. He was almost <laughs> perfect, and that was fun to watch. Mark, you've watched a lot of basketball. We saw a first in BYU history on Saturday night. Eli took nine shots, attempted nine free throws, and scored 28 points. Efficient doesn't feel like a good enough word to describe his performance. What other words would you use to describe that game on Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, that was pretty amazing. I'd go with the smooth, not smooth smooth with a v that's that's like ultra smooth i mean he <laughs> he is uh i, I just it's mesmerizing watching him play uh he kind of reminds me of my brother devin a little bit in in that everything was just so smooth and you know he he'd play 40 minutes and have 35 points and like his hair wasn't messed up and he was wasn't sweating i mean he used to make make the other teams mad because you know if you're going to do that to us at least make it look like you worked hard to to do to do it and that's the way with Elijah he's just like i mean you, there's never once i think man he made a he's super fast or man he can jump really high it's just like i mean it's like riding in a really nice car going 80 and it's just like you feel like you're going 30 because it's just such a smooth ride. And everything he does, I mean, it's controlled and confident. And uh, there's not a hitch in anything, any part of his game. So I'm going to go smooth. That's a new one for you guys. Yes. Bigger uh, contributor to his success this year, the new scheme or the health of his knee? Uh, uh, ooh, I, I, well, the health is number one. I mean, absolutely. He – I, he, I don't think he was even close last year. I mean, he tried, and he's he's mentioned he even thought about you know just hanging it up because it was so frustrating for him last year. And that's kind of the way I am now when I play basketball. I go to do the things I used to do, and I I can't do them, and it's frustrating. I can't can't imagine what it's like for him in the prime of his career to go to, to want to do the things he knows he can do and wouldn't couldn't do them. But uh, he's, he appears you know to be healthy for the most part, and. Uh, and, you know, I think uh, running a controlled offense where he can, you know, it's not so frantic and he can kind of pick his spots and that, you know, they're they're working to get him shots coming off screens or posting him up, whatever. I think I think that helps him. But, yeah, I mean, just being healthy for a guy like that, I think, is, is ultimately freeing for him and has boosted his confidence and uh, has allowed him to do what he's always been able to do. But now we're seeing it, and it's pretty impressive. Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation, BYU basketball radio analyst and alumnus for Cougar Hoops. Mark, our Twitter question today is the following. Who is the greatest BYU dynamic duo since Jimmer Fredette and Jackson Emery? Who do you have at the top of the list? 
So since Jimmer and Jackson, I mean, because that would preclude me from being in there with uh, Russ Larson. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I notice when you talk about Lee, you say he's one of the all-time greats, but when you introduce me, it's like intern for TMZ or something. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I, I, I didn't introduce me. you, Mark. I just want to point that out. <laughs> uh, well, hey, listen, I mean, Yoli and uh, Elijah, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, we've had some good players, but uh, you saw what those two could do in that second half last night. That was amazing. And, uh, and it, you know, presumably they're going to be able to play together for a couple more years, so I think that's a good one. But, yeah, I mean – Lee Lee was really good, and like you said, he had a lot of options. You know, some of those teams with uh, Trent. Trent was man. He was he was. was, I I think you have to have. I mean, notwithstanding the Jimmer and the Jackson, the guard lines. I think my favorite are the kind of the big man uh, guard combinations. You know, the Stockton Malones of the world, and and uh, so I like I like. I, I guess if they're an option, I'm going to go with Yoli and Elijah. I know that's cop-out because they're playing right now, but they're pretty darn good. Well, I think the most exciting part about it is they're both underclassmen, and they're doing this right now as you know, a sophomore if uh, you're Yoli and a junior if you're Eli. But what, what are they capable of, and how do they cement their legacy at BYU? What's going to take them next level and make this you know, not a debate? Uh, well, it's all about winning. I mean, uh, <laughs> That, that you know, obviously that Ainge team because Ainge was so good, but they just went the farthest. And you're talking Jimmer and Jackson; they went Sweet 16. I mean, if you really want to cement your legacy, I mean, I was on some really, really good teams, but uh, we only made it past the first round one time, and uh, so I don't think we're ever in the conversation. Uh, but and then you know, you talk about that team that was almost number one. They started out, I don't know, 19 and 0 or whatever it was, but. They're remembered because of that special accomplishment. So you got you got to win. I mean, and when I mean when I'm, when I say win, obviously win games, but then win your conference, win your conference tournament, and win in the NCAA tournament. Uh, otherwise, you just kind of as good as you are, you kind of just kind of meld in with the background of all the other good teams. There's been a lot of good teams, but if you really want to cement yourself as the, the special team and the special players, you've got to do something truly special, and that's winning those types of games and going farther than BYU's ever gone. And so we'll see if they can do that, but uh, they sure are playing really good. And you maybe get some more experience with those types of guys and bring, plug in a couple more pieces. Who, who knows what can happen? Uh, you don't want to put too much pressure on them, but uh, they certainly, uh, the future is bright. If, if everything, the problem is the future is, is as bright as it is can change in the blink of an eye. And so you don't know what's going to happen and what guys think, and maybe they try and move on, or or you know you get hurt, whatever. So it's hard to really put too much stock in that. But the way they're playing now, and what it looks like the future could be, I mean, it, it could be one of those special teams. A year ago, we didn't think that this would be the dynamic duo. Eric Meek is here. We have no idea that he's going to leave. Nick Emery's here. We have no idea that he's going to go through some personal struggles and bow out right before the season. Yet, I think these two have exploited that opportunity in a positive way. So what what role did no uh Nick Emery and Eric Mika have on the success of these two this season in your opinion? Well, I think it accelerated the development. Um uh yeah, I agree. You know, 2 years ago if I'm saying, yeah, boy, when Yoli and Elijah get get going, look out. I mean, that wasn't the discussion. It was about <laughs> the, the lone peak guys and, and maybe rightly so at the time and 
but like I said, the future is uh, it, it fluctuates and changes. And and uh, Yoli, ever since day one, I've been impressed. Every opportunity he's got, he's really grasped it and and improved and and be gotten better. And Elijah, you know, his health was holding him back, but now he's he's feeling good. And and, and a lot of times, guys, it's about just knowing that you're the man and the coach is saying, here's the keys and we need you rather than you're a role player, you know, do this and do that. It's just, it's your team. You know, this, this is it. You guys are the guys. And when you have that freedom and confidence, it makes a big difference. And uh, I think we're seeing it with those two and the accelerated progression is partly because you don't have Eric Mika in there, and you don't have Nick Emery for Elijah, and you could just kind of say, uh, you know, this is this is your team, and it can really make a difference for players. Mark BYU is eighteen and five this season. They head out on the road to face LMU on Thursday, and Gonzaga in Spokane on Saturday. What are your expectations for the Cougars as they approach the twenty win mark? Yeah, so I, you know, expect them to beat LMU. I mean, that should, if you're a good team, that's what you should do. Uh, but you know, LMU kind of figured some stuff out in the second half at the Marriott Center and began. We were very, very physical. I was about to call the honor code office for some violations, man. They were, they were all over BYU, was, and they they got back in that game. And and I think they they try to play so physical that there's no way the officials can call everything, or else there'd be a call every time down the floor. So. I think that's kind of their approach in really trying to get into BYU. And BYU struggled with teams like that, like Pacific. Pacific plays that same way. And so, I mean, that's there's a vulnerability there at LMU, but you would expect BYU to win that game. And then you go to Gonzaga. I mean, I have never had any hope the last three years that BYU could win that game, and they've done it. And so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and until they lose it, I'm going to think they're going to win it. And, and they've – you know, one time is a fluke, and three times there, there's something to that. And so uh, I hope they go in there confidently and feeling like they can win and pull off another shocker. Will you shave your head if BYU doesn't win? <laughs> hey, I'm with beautiful head of hair like mine, I can't be making those bets like you. <laughs> you got you got nothing to lose with that mop on your head, but my beautiful manes, I can't be, I can't be risking that. <laughs> let's let's go with an eyebrow then, Mark. No, I'm just kidding. It, I I know LMU is Thursday. That's great. BYU is playing Gonzaga Saturday. How, uh, BYU has changed their scheme. I thought the last couple of years that BYU matched up well with Gonzaga. Does BYU match up in the same kind of way that they can take down Gonzaga again, or or are things a little different because of BYU's pace? And maybe BYU's able to better defend Gonzaga. I don't know. Well, I think Gonzaga is you know, as good as they are, is, are, is more vulnerable. And I think, uh, you know, they've always had kind of a giant big guy, Karnowski or whoever. And they don't have that really this year. I mean, Jonathan Williams is 6'9", 6'10", and very, very good, and Tilly and those guys. But they don't have a kind of a big horse in the middle. And uh, you see a guy like uh, – Jock Landale had a great game up there, and usually that doesn't happen because you have so many you know big bodies to throw at him at Gonzaga. But uh, and they're not as good a three-point shooting team. They lost some good shooters. You know they're they're average. Uh, I think uh, Perkins is a pretty good three-point shooter. Otherwise, they're pretty pretty average. And so there's vulnerabilities and not the typical Gonzaga team. 
So I don't know how, how that plays out for BYU. I mean, uh, they seem to do pretty well against the the, the other model for Gonzaga. But uh, I, I think uh, I think BYU is very well suited to win this game. Uh, they've got great balance, and like I said, those guys have been playing good basketball, and they should be confident going up there. And and it's not a, as good a Gonzaga team. And uh, so we'll see what happens. I. Uh, again, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt there. I think BYU's got a great chance at home uh, of winning that game. And I guess you don't know if you really match up until you actually play them. But, boy, I like I like uh, BYU the way they're playing right now defensively and, and their patience on offense. And I think that would translate even better to a chance to win against Gonzaga. My hero, Mark Durant, is with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Is that a little bit better than TMZ Insider? That's pretty good, but you, know, you you need to get a new hero, man. If I'm your hero, you got some low <laughs> low expectations in life. Mark uh, Peyton Dastrup is is quickly becoming the uh, most underappreciated player on the BYU basketball team, and fans are clamoring for him to get more minutes because he's been efficient and he's kind of lit a fire under BYU when he's come in the game. How would you define his role, and what do you expect from Peyton Dastrup moving forward? Here's the thing with Peyton. I love Peyton. I, I'm one of the guys who would love to see more time. And, man, he came in the other night, hit, the, hit five points, and was playing hard and was having fun out there. I love to see that. I think he made a big difference in that Pacific game, especially in the, BYU, the first half when BYU was struggling. I, I love Peyton. I think he's very talented. He's got good size. And when you have a big man that can step out and shoot, yep. You know, Poses a lot of problems for defense. Problem with Peyton is he's he's kind of on he, he he's got the highest upside I think of that there's because there's there's a log jam there at that other big man besides Yoli got four guys there wanting time and so I think he's got the biggest upside of those four guys but he's also got the biggest downside I mean is is you love the great shots and the hustle and how he plays out there but he also turns the ball over a lot and maybe misses a box out or doesn't defend well or yeah. That's what frustrates coaches. Is they love it when a guy comes in, and hits a shot, but man, if you make a bad pass or miss an assignment, you're out. Uh, you don't have the, the the leash that Yoli has. I mean, you got to go in. And when I when I came in, I just wanted to play, so I figured out what do I need to do: Your defense, rebound, don't make mistakes. You know, build that that uh, bank account of confidence that the coaches have in you rather than having them be on the edge of their seat. Is he going to make the right pass, you know, type of thing. So he brings a lot of energy, a lot of good things, but, but uh, he also makes some mistakes and that's what gets him out of the game. So you need to try and minimize the things that the coach is going to, you're going to give, you just don't want to give the coach heartburn, just make his life easy and just don't, you know, do the things that he wants you to do. Don't do more or less and just, be that role player, and a lot of it, guys, is practice. I mean, I don't know how how he, how those guys all compete in practice, and that that's really where you earn your floor time is in practice. So I don't know if you know Dalton and Luke and and uh, Zach are just better than Peyton in practice. I mean, you, you need to earn that time. So I I don't know that aspect of it, but I love Peyton. I think he's extremely talented. Go in. Do your thing, but try and be a little bit more under control and not do the things that make uh, coach's hairline look like mine. Uh, and, and just <laughs> you know, play solid, don't make mistakes. And if you do that, you, it's hard to keep a guy like that off the floor. Always a pleasure, Mark. Fantastic stuff. Follow him on the Twitter machine, at Durant Mark. I guarantee you will laugh at his tweets. We'll talk to you again soon, man. 
Guys, always a pleasure, my friends. Have a good one. You got it. Mark Duran on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Mark Duran, always bringing it, man. Dynamic duo with Greg, question mark? Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen that tweet yet. Mark didn't bring it up. (laughs) You tell us your dynamic duos, hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, Fred Warner clocked in Saturday. He did work at the Senior Bowl. And Jerem, it was close, down to the wire in our latest and one projections. But my lead extends. Don't be the Chiefs and peak early. Welcome back on a Monday. BYU Sports Nation continues live from Studio B. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. BYU Football Signing Day is a week from Wednesday. We will be live with a special BYU Sports Nation for not one but two hours, an hour earlier at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, live from Studio C. The, the signing day is going to be at BYU Broadcasting this year. We are excited to bring you two hours of coverage on Wednesday, uh, a week from Wednesday. Can't wait, man. Nine days out. Let's go. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Cougar basketball avenged their earlier loss to Pacific with the win <laughs> against the Tigers on Saturday. Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant combined for 54 of BYU's 80 points in a 15-point win. The Cougars will play at LMU this Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern, 9 Mountain Tip. Fred Warner had six tackles in the Senior Bowl, second most on the North team, and a 45-16 loss to the South, who will not rise again. The NFL Combine is March 2nd through the 5th. Jimmer Fredette scored 41 points and had his CBA career-high 13 assists in a loss to the Jiangsu Nungang Dragons. Man, they, they shoot the ball well. In the second half, that was crazy. And Kyle Collinsworth had seven points, made all three shots he took in a 91-89 loss for the Mavericks to the Nuggets Saturday. Collinsworth also had five boards and a plus-minus of 16. Shot is up. It's good. And one. Picks. Predictions. And one. On BYU Sports Nation. Time to relive our and one predictions for the Pacific at BYU game. First one is worth two, second pick worth one, just like the and one basketball rule. My two pointer Pacific will score 66 points or less. And thanks to the refs. Oh, man. Well, they had a couple of opportunities late in the game. They had an open three in the corner. I thought, nah, it's going to go in. Nope. Pacific scored 65. So good, but barely for my two-pointer. And my and one was very aggressive, Jerem. Mm-hmm. I thought BYU had no shot, really, of holding Jill trip to 10 points or less because he scored 22 in the first game. But I thought, ah, why not? He scored seven points. Swish! Nailed that one. That was a great one. So, I now have 16 points. How did you fare, my friend? Not good. My two-pointer. BYU will have three players score 11-plus. Oh, no! TJ Haas. Why why are you missing all five threes? (laughs) What is that? (laughs) And my one-pointer. A team will shoot 23-plus free throws. This is a random one. Swish! Yeah. And that one took the entirety of the game, too. Thank you. Thank you, at WCC officials, for that one. They got you there's that one. There's a flagrant one. There's a flagrant two. Yeah, I got her done. Now, speaking of free throws, that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU shot made 15 more free throws than Pacific. One by 15. Hmm. They 15. shot 15 more free throws 
and one well, well, by well. 15. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, speaking of numbers, uh, right at 15. Speaking of sports. Just inside number 15 are two different West Coast Conference basketball teams, Jerem. In the latest AP Top 25, the Gonzaga Bulldogs in at number 14 and the Gales. Hold on. Wait, the, the who? J- the Gonzaga Bulldogs. The St. Landale Kangaroos. Oh, sorry. And the St. Landale Kangaroos are, are at number 13. Listen, why should BYU be in the top two? They shouldn't. BYU's not a top 25 team. They're not a top 15 team. He's, BYU is playing against two top 15 teams in conference. Listen, this didn't happen in the Mountain West except in 2010-11 when San Diego State and BYU were both top 10 teams. In no other season were there two top 14 teams. Typically, the top two in this league are better than the top two were in the Mountain West except for that season. Typically, the Mountain West had a team in the top yes. 25 and then, like, a couple of fringe teams, yes. right? There was more depth to it. Like, there were five quality programs in the league. Sometimes six. There's, there's three quality programs in the West Coast Conference. Gonzaga, St. Mary's, so, BYU. Listen, it's, it's not a bad thing for BYU to be third. There's a reason the Cougars are third right now, because they are playing with two experienced top 15 teams, one who went to the national championship game last yes, year. Yes, the king of the league. And Gonzaga. the other who is so senior heavy and experienced, and they have the best player in the league in Jock Landale. Two of the top five, according to the Spencer Linton Power yes. Player Power Poll. BYU also has two of the top five in my Player of the Year Power Poll rankings. You know what I hope? But they are a little bit young in contrast to the Kangaroos. Yes, we're calling them the Kangaroos. That's a thing now, by the way, for St. Mary's. Um, I really hope that Mark Few puts up the Player of the Year Power Poll in uh, his locker room this week and said, the disrespect from Spencer Linton is off the charts. They made an Instagram picture. They didn't even have anyone in it because it's just whoever. (laughs) Everyone in this league thinks you're the second best team, even though we're a three-point loss away from being the best team by record. Right now the Zags are the second best team in the league. Yeah. As currently well, constituted. It's January 20th. All those in favor, please make it manifest. Now, just to point out. January 29th, though. There are only four conferences that have two teams in the top 15. Nice. The Big 12, the Big 10, the ACC, and the WCC. And the dub. And the dub. It's loaded at the top. It is. And BYU needs to crack into that eventually. Coming up, four different Cougars scoring double figures in the pros. It's in the whip. Yoli Childs has put together some really good flu game performances. Mm. Is that a big deal or no deal? This is BYU Sports Nation. I say we discuss that, Spencer. Okay. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B on a Monday. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow at 8 Eastern time, you can watch and listen to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, hosted by Gregor Bell. The the guest tomorrow is Leek Mart. He's a graduate assistant. Ooh, new territory for the show. Territory. Newfound- Newfoundland. This is the first time it's been a non-player, right? Right. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll have a, uh, we have a couple more players trying to get everybody on that we can that's uh, active on the roster, so... We have five more shows, so if you want to participate in the show, you can use hashtag Rose Show to ask questions of Lee Kamard 
or Dave Rose, and you can sign up on BYUcougars.com slash Rose Show to attend in person. Or just walk up to BYU Broadcasting and say, Spencer Linton sent me. Use promo code Kent. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get in. And a shout-out to Big Kent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Twitter question today. Who is the greatest BYU dynamic duo since Jimmer Fredette and Jackson Emery? Oh! Mark Durant said Lee Kamart. He was including Lee Kamart. I'm like, no, no, Mark, that doesn't count. That's before yeah. Jimmer. By the way, Whitney Fredette, wife of his Jimmerness, uh, tweeted out a photo that said seven years ago today, and it was after the San Diego State oh, game. Oh, man. So everyone's on the, on the court, and I see, a, I see myself in the photo. With a camera, and I'm looking like 20 feet away, being like, how am I going to get to Jimmer? <laughs> Do I even need to go to Jimmer? I'll just stand over here. Yeah, it was a crazy game. Holy cow. At Boozer Taylor tweets in. Also, this uh, answer is um, not eligible. <laughs> <laughs> Max Hall and Dennis Pitta. Oh, they were dynamic, but that was uh, in 2007 through 09. We're talking... Uh, 11, 12 on. Since Jimmer Fredette and Jackson Emery. Mm-hmm. Because they Max were, and Dennis were there at the same sure. time. Kind of, right? Yeah. Whatever. It's really not that big of a deal. But I'll tell you what is. Big deal. No deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Ben Bagley, what do you have for us at number one? Well, let's start with this. Big deal, no deal. BYU hoops being 18-5 and five at this point of the season. This is an amazing question because 18-5 and five is a big deal. Yes. But it's no deal because BYU's in third place, has already lost three games in league. So I'm going I'm – go, okay – you're not discussing third place, so I'm going to say big deal for 18-5 and five by itself. How is this no deal? I just said it was big. Okay. Being in third place is no deal. That's where we live. Yes. Bron- we're comfortable swimming in bronze right now. So it's a big deal depending on how you spin it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying 18-5. and five. I'm like, Yeah, big deal. It's great. I mean, it's, Fantastic. Imp- it's improvement. Great. Just to compare what was happening last year. You know, I I don't have time to look right now. I will later. But I think BYU was 15 and 8 at one point last season. At that point. 18 and 5. We'll get our research staff on that. Very, very different. We don't have one? And we just went through the whole process of explaining why it's not a huge issue for BYU to be the third best team in conference right now because we're talking about two top 15 teams above them. Oh, yeah. I concede that BYU should be third. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if. If BYU, if St. Mary's or Gonzaga, if even one of those teams wasn't as good as they are right now, BYU would be the second-place team probably. Could be. Oh, so they, don't, they don't lose at Pacific a lot. It's all about the season and situation you are playing in right now. And, right, and currently, BYU is in a conference that has two top 15 teams. So to be 18-5 and five and have shown improvement and even have an opportunity – to kind of stir things up with a win at Gonzaga potentially on Saturday. Yeah, it's a big deal. I like where BYU is. Number two. By the way, I think it was 16-7 and seven as the research department quickly gets to my and seven. ear. So they're two games, up. two games up. Yeah, all right. So, so there you go, Spencer. Number two, big deal, no deal. Yoli Childs flew game performances over the last two games with 40 points and seven rebounds. Hey, pretty good. He, he did tell me after the game he was feeling better. Like, he's, he's was better. So, Saturday's game, he's healthier. He has a bigger impact, for sure, almost double the points. Yeah, Thursday stunk that he had the flu because BYU needed him more in that one. Big deal. 
Yeah, I think it's a big deal. You need your stars to show up, even if they're not feeling 100%. And I think Yoli Childs went out and showed that he's still going to compete. He's still certainly going to be fiery and passionate on the floor, as we witnessed against St. Mary's and Pacific. Uh, Yeah, at that ref that fouled him out. BYU does not (laughs) win the game on Saturday night if Yoli Childs does not perform well, albeit under the weather. Yeah, it's a big deal. Nicky Haas could have made a three. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Number three. It does matter. Petty much, Jerem? Big deal, no deal. Fred Warner's performance at the Senior Bowl on Saturday. Six tackles, second best on the North squad. No deal. Tell me how many uh, tackles Ziggy Ansah had in the I don't remember. It's about the week. It's about the practices. It's about the drills. That's where you really can earn some money. It's nice in the game if you do that. Not everyone's going ham. You know, like like they're they're trying to do their best. But BYU, Fred Warner in practice, that's where you win it. So I go, no deal. If you ask Fred Warner, and if you ask me, I think it is a big deal because you want to finish off the week strong. You can be great in practice, but if you don't show up in the showcase event, then it's maybe a little bit of a problem. Okay, you want to when the game matters, okay, or when pe- game doesn't matter when people are much. watching, when a lot of people are watching, because not everybody has access to the practices. Okay, but when people when are some watching, of them te- they were televised, yeah. Not everybody's watching that though. Like the the game gets was everyone way more, watching the game. The game gets way more viewership than a practice will. I know, but the scouts read all that stuff. It don't matter what the fans think of Fred Warner. I think that any time you take the field, you want to perform well. I mean, if he had performed not well, then pra- that would have been a big deal. In practice and games, dude. Yeah. So I think it's a big deal. He he played well. He finished out the week strong. But if he had stunk, it was so. Would it be no deal or big deal? So if he had had no tackles, would that be a big deal? I think it would be a big deal. Hmm. You want to do well in a game. Sure, it's not everything though. Number four, last one, big deal, no deal. Kyle Collinsworth leads the Mavericks with a plus-minus of plus sixteen in a loss on Saturday. Now the question here is: Is a plus-minus in basketball that big of a deal? I'm not sure because Zach Selyus had the best plus-minus of any BYU player at St. Mary's, and I didn't think when Zach's on the court, the game is different, but apparently it was. So I'm going to go big deal just because, one, he's in the NBA, and two, he had a positive performance, and the team fared well when he was on the court. Sure. It's a big deal because different Dallas Mavericks accounts, including the Mavs account, are tweeting out about things like this. So clearly it does matter. They're paying attention. The people that matter for Kyle Collinsworth, whether or not he sticks on the team or not, are paying attention. It's absolutely a big deal. The social media manager for the Mavs. It's a big deal. (laughs) Up next on BYU Sports Station, more of your responses and our elite tweet. Big Deal No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Mark Durant. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play, including the one word Mark would use to describe Eli Bryant's game on Saturday night. Coming up this week, Blaine Fowler and BYU football signee Tyson Lewis joins us in Studio B. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Cougars beat Pacific 80-65 to at home Saturday. Yoli Bryant combined for 54 <laughs> points. That's why I paused. Combined in the uh, win 18-5 and now at Brigham Young University. Football. Fred Warner had six tackles for the North team in a 45-16 loss to the South. 
Now, nobody cares about the score, but we do care about what BYU's guy did. Warner was the second-leading tackler. Jimmer! The South can have that victory. Yes. Jimmer scored 41 points, had 13 assists, and a loss in China. Cougars in the NBA. Kyle Collinsworth had a plus-minus of 16 to lead the Mavericks. Seven points, three of three shooting, also grabbed five rebounds, had a couple of assists and a steal in a two-point loss to the Denver Nuggets. Volleyball. Number five, BYU lost two matches at sixth-ranked UC Irvine. Friday and Saturday in four and five sets. Cougars come home to play UC Santa Barbara on BYU TV Friday and Saturday. Gymnastics. 22nd-ranked BYU beat up Air Force with a season-high score of 196.45. That's also higher than any score they put up for the entirety of last season. It's a great score. Women's basketball. And we're done with that. Apparently. Yep. The ladies lost to Pacific 83-76 on the road, moving to 12-9 on the season. That was, that was a tough one. That's a tough loss. Cougars overseas. Eric Mika scored 18 points, had five rebounds in a Via Passato loss in Italia. Jonathan Tabernari, 15 in a win in Italy as well. And Brandon Davis had 11 points and five rebounds in a loss for his team in Lithuania. Rugby. BYU won its season opener 53-22 over Grand Canyon. They played that in St. George on Saturday. Tennis. The men's team defeated San Diego State 4-2 on Saturday. The women's team opened the season with a 7-0 victory over the Fessy Satake-less Weber State Wildcats on Friday. Swimming and diving. Lost to Utah on Saturday in the final dual meet of the season. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. You need the most. DexterLaw.com. Goes to Cosmo, the Cougarettes, and Ao and Tao. And Manti Tao. And uh, Lene Kakua as well. Who is the greatest BYU dynamic duo since Jimmer Fredette and Jackson Emery at CL underscore living says, of course, the correct answer is yo, Eli. And how about an honorable mention to Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan? Yay. Brown nosing. All right, Jerem. How about our elite tweet of the day, man? <laughs> From at one bald Cairo duck. Easy question. Hands down. Spencer Linton. Thank you. And with Ben Baggs is Alfred Pennyworth. Yes. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Brandon Davies and Noah Hartsock, the last duo to win an NCAA tournament Davis game. and Hartsock? Yep.